Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of Advanced Platform Committee. Once again, we want to engage with you through this podcast and hope it benefits you. So take a listen to this week's episode and let us know what you think. Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to another episode of Muslims on the Move. You have myself, Abdurrahman. Fatima. And Kabir, man. Ooh, like it's just not the same intro without a meaning, uh, man. Right, we're, got, really not. <laughs> uh, we're missing one of our, our, our soldiers, one of our lone soldiers here today, but sounds like she's uh, on to doing better things in life, you know. Nah, she on the move. She on the move. She she really? be popping up. Honestly, she be popping up like Carmen San Diego. Like, if anybody that <laughs> listens to this sees Amina out on the wild, take a picture. Um, send it to at um what is it, is it advanced platform committee? I don't mm-hmm. the hashtag. I'm so terrible at this. My bad. Uh, but send a picture. You know, because you know you, you might name. spot her out. You might spot her out. New new name to the show is no longer Muslims on the move. It's just Amina on the move. And us, you know, talk, podcasting about her life while she's living it. That's not what we're talking about entirely today, right? We got a we got a pretty uh, fun topic to talk about today, which is nice and simply put, investing. We invest in. Um, investing in what? I think uh, no no better place to start, or for me personally, no no, no better place to start than talking about investing into ourselves and in our community specifically uh for me investing in our nigerian community is uh super important we talked a little bit off the air just about you know different ways in which that can manifest so i want to open it up to to our group here you know what are some ways or what what are how do what do you think about when you hear investing in the nigerian community i'm gonna um Oh word! Wow, I wasn't I wasn't expecting you. You're usually ready to yeah, talk. Um, so love it. That's a good question. Honestly, with it, where I stand is I heard somebody that somebody being Abdul Rahman, yeah. you know, come up with a really uh interesting going sort of play on words from Nigeria. I don't know if we're allowed to say it. You we, know, this is a Muslim there. podcast. I know we we're not going there just yet. Okay, but but that's that's the first thing that I think of in terms of like. Well, what does it mean for the Nigerian community? Honestly, I don't, I don't know about, like the Nigerian community proper, mm. right? In the sense of like, I never grew up in a place that had man Nigerians where you were like, oh, these are the Nigerians. These are people that are hanging out, you know? So in that sense, like I've never really been tied to like a physical community like that. I feel like yeah. a mercenary, honestly. Like wherever I can pop up and be of benefit to people, I want to be of benefit to people. So you know, like let's get it shaken. Like you know, whether those people are Nigerians in one part of the country, one part of the world, wherever. Honestly, as long as you're black, just keep it. Just keep it true. I mean, the Muslim community in general. I think we're all involved in the Muslim community, but but really, I want to be of service to black people. Truthfully. Um, Right, like, and, uh, uh, uh. yeah, just you know, let's keep it a stat, you know, like, you know, that people, you know, look down on, you know, I'm black, you know, you know, if you black, you know. Um, so I would say that's my biggest driver more than anything else. Um, ideally, black Muslims. So I don't think I think about the, like I think about the Nigerian Muslim community mm-hmm. first and second before I would think about the Nigerian community. If that makes sense, like I, I don't yeah. really, and like so, I guess we get to the issue. Is what is the Nigerian community? What does it mean to like to do things for Nigeria? How would I even go about mm-hmm. doing that as somebody that is also, in a lot of respects, on the outside looking in in a lot of ways, in the sense that I didn't grow up in a community, you know? Yeah. Like that I guess so that, I, to me, it's like a very I don't want to say abstract concept, but it's just something that like directly like the Nigerian community. I don't know if like I have like a direct thought of like, oh, these are the organizations that I would look at, you know, here are the people that I would be linking with, like, in in a very specific mm-hmm. sense, you're right, I think about it in a much more general sense. And I think generally, and I'm gonna cut it, I'm gonna cut it short. I think that Nigerians in a certain sense, 
suffer from being the most numerous. Um, I think it's a lot hard. I think it's harder to feel tighter as a community as you have so many numbers. Like mm. numbers can be a strength. It can also be a weakness because you're just looking at another Nigerian. Like, like, do you necessarily honor that as like a special thing? It's just like, oh, it's another Nigerian. Oh, Nigerians are everywhere. Oh, okay. you don't feel do. necessarily that. You might, you might, but it's not guaranteed. Where like, I promise that there were only like a hundred Nigerians on the planet. Or like, like say, okay, hundreds tight, but like even like a, you know, and they have a diaspora. Oh. It's gonna be tight. Same way, like you know, like I hate to give this compare. No, I don't hate to give this comparison. Think about like Israel. No oh, god. Right, but I mean, think about it. like, like we're just talking about like how they move. Like, yeah. it's not like Israel's that populous of like. I'm googling it right now. What's the population of Israel? It's like, it's like. Right, so everybody that maybe oh, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was just say every every country they're around, right? So much more numerous in terms of people. But if you feel like your back is against the wall, I think that provides a certain strength. And I think Man. having a smaller number provides that a little bit. I see, I see where you're going with that, big time, right? And uh, but, especially up up until that statement, I like wholeheartedly agree, almost in tears, agree with you, right? Um. Uh, but I think that only that the concept of we're stronger in less numbers only really happens with Africans. And it's and, and my my firm belief is because we've been accustomed to divide. Right. We that's that's, that's, that's our a, culture. Okay. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a very good point. You know, so that, yeah, like and the I, Europeans okay. don't they don't struggle with that. You know, they 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 there's a ton of them and they all they're all in unison. You know, all around the world, um, or at least in more unison, right? Because it's like even if you get deep into it, do like the Germans don't really want to be saddled by like, you know, the Greeks that you know their economy is doing poorly. Nobody really wants Turks, at least when it comes to like politics, things of that nature. But you do have a point in that like Europe has a lot less diversity than we as Africans do in general. Like we say Nigerian, but how many tribes are there? How many languages? Right, you Absolutely. really break it down. Really, we, we have so much diversity that it's easy to look at the next person and be like, I don't like you're actually not of me, yeah. and I don't have to treat you as such, even though materially it behooves you, you know what I'm saying, to, to comport yourself in that way. Absolutely. So, so, here's what we've discovered, right? Or, like, here's what we've kind of for definitely settled in, right? Like, uh, the concept of Nigerian community is abstract in itself, right. And the concept of investing into the Nigerian community is even more abstract. But before I, I comment on that, I, I want to challenge you, right? So how how do you still invest or how do you think uh, or how can you invest in this abstract concept? Right? So like how can one, it manifest in your life? I, I feel like, again, hearing from somebody that really did grow up in like, super strong place which is you technically technically you did but fatima as well i think y'all can give way better answers to this honestly that i can but i do think you can do things for the people around you whoever they are even if there isn't like a structured organization it's still like oh you know this person's nigeria you're rocking with them you know if they show that type of love um which i feel like most people do and then there there's a relationship from that and then you know if you're really organically connecting with people wherever you're at then you get a sort of community and you get a way in which you can like help people, you know, that are close to you, even if you can't be connected to everybody. Absolutely. So you definitely have the like the the human approach, right? Like investing in the other people, just being good folks. And I think, I mean, at the core of everything, if we don't have that, man, we don't have anything. <laughs> uh, Most yeah. definitely. All right. Now I want to I want to talk about a little bit what you said, right? Like uh, I can't agree with you anymore that investing in Nigeria is not even really a thing, right? Um, investing in Black people is actually a thing that we can manifest. Why do I say that's not a thing? What is Nigeria? Who oh, you getting into it, y'all? Getting into it, y'all. Getting into it, y'all. This is what I've been Nigeria, waiting for. I've been waiting Nigeria. for a while for this. Right. Okay, <laughs> but let's let's think about that, right? Like. What is night? Let's first let's first start with this. What is Nigeria made up now? 
a lot of different tribes, but the main ones we have the Ebos, the Hausa, the Yoruba, right? Uh, and then they trade leaders every so and so year. And correct me anywhere I'm wrong on this, right? So okay, the the the, the Yoruba leader now gets into office and he says, "Oh, you know what? We're gonna make it real nice and cushy over here for myself and some Yoruba folk." All right. And then the Igbo person gets in office and goes, dang, man, those Yorubas didn't look out for us when we were in office. So what do you think they're going to do? All right. Look out for. So is that a country? All right. These are just three people who are forced to live together. Right. And who created this this border or, you know, who created this this whole thing that we are mm. heavily invested into? Right. Um, Speak on it. it. It doesn't make any sense. Right. That we would even try to continue to build on a foundation that one is not ours one was not built to be in our favor right Mm. and there is absolutely zero path for you to grow and cultivate anything under like under that roof because the roof is not ours all right so i'll peel this back just a little bit more so we run around with your oh please go now go now because we got to go deeper it's gonna okay Okay. i guess my question for you would be since you're talking about you know we're just very different which i agree with right we're just a group of like different people just brought together you know by colonization before colonization we weren't all like forced to i mean we all i guess coexisted and lived normally but we weren't all forced to be you know under the same leadership do you think Nigeria would be able to progress better if we separated? Great question. So if we separated, we'd be able to live better. But the more the longer we're separated, we only will repeat the, the we, we will repeat history. The reason why we were conquered is because we were separated. Um, we never mm-hmm. really had a concept of, hey, we need some we need to put our guns together. Right, like we need to put our money together, right? Like we would literally come to our next door neighbors, bomb everything they have, take everything they have, and we go, Well, that's Congo, that's not us, right? You know, that's like, what do you think they're about to do next? Right? Like, what do you think they're gonna do next after they after they get done there? So so to answer your question, I think there needs to be African unity. Right. Mm. Think about all the the the, the powerful countries. Look at China. You see how big China is? Look at the United States. You see how big the United States are? <laughs> right? Like, look at Russia. L- look at the land. Look at the mass. Look how much uh, territory, how many ports they have under their name. Under the- Look how many currencies. How many currencies are in North America? Maybe three. How many currencies is in the United States? One. All right? So if, you try, if I try to buy something in Texas or if I try to buy something in Maryland, I use the same thing. Everything's the same. If you go next door to Ghana, from Nigeria to Ghana, you can't buy anything, right? But you can use a dollar to buy whatever you want anywhere in the United States. I mean, in, in Africa, right? So these are just, so there is absolutely no way that these divided units, right, of countries that are all failing will ever do anything significant, right? So what do we do as Africans? We leave. (laughs) We have to go somewhere else to do anything great. Um, Unlike China, when you do something great, you know, like, for example, China will give you money to go and build a business in in Belize, build a supermarket in Belize. And, you know, guess what? When that supermarket makes money, where where does some of your money go back to? China. All right. Think about all the amazing africans the billionaires the you know what goes back to where right where where (laughs) is it where is it going to go back to what structure is around to say hey you know this is this is the place we invest in and why would you you know so to, to long long story short on this right i cannot imagine myself realistically saying that i'm investing in this green white and green land that they literally translate into nigger area. Mm. Go and just we look. We have to censor that? All right. I don't know. Nigger is a word. Nigger is I mean, for, a word. For, the Muslim, for, for Muslims on the... No, wait, not trans. Well, Did I say translate or censor? 
hey, no, it's just, you know, EPC, I know they, they care about the, you know, the language. And gotcha. So if I say... I'm joking, but also not If joking. I say it with a different accent, that's that changes the word? Probably. Or if I say it, you know, in a different language... Like if you say it like Michael Blackson. All right, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, like, I'm what, sorry. What, what I'm sorry. Flavor? Like Call every time... Not Michael Blackson or whatever that guy Every about. time someone says, where are you from? You tell them you're from the nigga area. That's exactly what you tell them with pride, oh. right? Um, when I first heard that, I was like, man, no, you know, it, it sounds right. You know, it, that makes sense, you know, phonetically. No, I had a non-black person try to make that joke with me, honestly. I'm, I'm still ready to catch a fade with them over it. Right, but, but, but I was like, man, this, this had to be, like, maybe this word was used differently at first or something, right? And then I was like, wait a second. When was, when was, uh, <laughs> when, when was Nigeria coined Nigeria? Right, you look at the you look at that year, and you go, wait, is that's after slavery, the nineteen hundreds? Mm-hmm. Wait, they've been calling slaves nigger for a long time before they named my country nigger area. So, what do you think they think about you? <laughs> you know, um, so I, I honestly think that, that, and I'm gonna bring this all the way home. Right, all black people all over the world need to understand that you will never be free in someone else's house. Facts. Right? facts. You can't live under someone else's roof and, and think that you got all owner's rights. You do not have owner's facts. rights. Right? Facts. So you, no matter where you are in this world, if you're not in Africa or if you're not attached to Africa, you have nothing. So once we can all understand that, and we can all create an infrastructure because we have all the resources that we need right now, all just individually. But we can create an infrastructure that all goes back to one powerful nation, right? We can have all the tribalism, all the pride, all the culture, all the freedom that we want. So anything that's involved with unifying Black people around the world, that's what I think it means to, to invest into Essentially, you know, if you bring it back to a smaller scale, the Nigerian community. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't serve our purpose at all to, you know, let's just say right now I wanted to invest two billion dollars uh, into the Nigerian government to build a road or to build a train train track system right now. What will happen to that two billion dollars? Man, you want to do a magic trick with your money. You want to see that disappear. Yeah. But, but, but why? But, but, what you can't do that in the United States, but the people who own Nigeria is the same people. So it has to be by design. It has to be by design, right? Like so, the people who own Nigeria, you know, we know who that is. So these, if you give money to the government, you're just giving it to the employees of the real CEOs. Um, so until we actually have our own government. And our own infrastructure, um, we will continue. We will continue to lack significance in the world, and continue to allow our history, and our present, and our future to be erased daily. And and then we look at each other, and we ask each other. You know, we talked about earlier why we feel like we're stronger in in limited numbers, right? Because we're building these fake communities amongst ourselves, even though we have so many reasons to build community amongst ourselves, right? We're finding like the smallest things in common instead of the opposite. Um, but I digress. <laughs> that's that's what I have to say about investing in Nigeria. Now, Fatima, I'm not gonna let you go though. So <laughs> I need to hear wh- how, how, how in your life do you think we can invest in our, in our people and and what does that look like for you now? Or potentially, what do you aspire for that to look like? Well, I feel like y'all's answer is like so deep. <laughs> like All this, what does this really mean? When I hear the question, I'm just thinking like, you know, give it back to the community. I come from like a big Nigerian midget. But as I mean, I think I also relate to what um, Kabir was saying about not really being from a Nigerian community. Although I heavily grew up in a Nigerian community. I also heavily grew up in Desi and Arab communities because Houston is also very, very diverse in that way. Mm. 
So, um, like, I think we only really hey, wait, wait, it's different for me I, for the weekend. I have access. Uh, just to be clear, it's different for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. He's like, hold on, we are not the same. <laughs> uh, continue, please. Oh, I thought okay, we were going to say something. Um, oh, I was no. just saying that, oh, giving back to, my, to me and my community just means, like, you know, I think a lot of things that we were fortunate enough to have as kids kids nowadays don't have it mm-hmm. I think growing up um coming to the mansion every weekend and Saturday school and things like that was something that everybody came to Saturday school even if one of your parents was a Muslim you came to Saturday school and went to church on Sunday like you did all that but mm-hmm. now I think um my com- because a lot of people aren't really and I hate getting into this topic because there's different reasons why people my age are not involved in the community it's not just because everyone went away to college. There's people who never left Houston who went to U of H that are not involved in the community and will never be involved in the community because of other factors. So I think there's also that like politics control aspect that um, also drives people away from like, you know, giving back and helping and volunteering in the community as well. So, um, and I don't think um, I myself have been very involved in the community, maybe because I wasn't in Houston, but I also think um, there are also factors, other um, factors to that. I, I do think definitely helping, you know, rebuild what we used to have when we were growing up, because we always reminisce, of, at least in my community, me and my friends always reminisce about the good old days, how, how our masjid was more about, like, quality, you mm. know? putting the kids in the forefront, we had um, Eid parties and our Eid parties were centered around the children. During Ramadan, we had like a lot of programs for the kids and now it's not really like that. So I think it's a disservice to the people that are coming after us to not have these um, programs and these things. Absolutely. Man, like now, you know, I talked talked a big game about like, you know, just kind of thinking about thinking about investing in our community in a more granular scale right but i think and you hit the nail on the head is that investing in the preservation of our culture is mm-hmm. like it's it's one not only important but it's like almost our responsibility mm-hmm. um i can't imagine what life would be like without like knowing what a real nigerian party is like like how to get sprayed <laughs> you know like i mean these are mm-hmm. things that like it'll help you better understand black people all over, yeah. right? You know, like we under, we probably understand African-Americans better than they give us credit from because we know where that came from. Like we know it from the source, you know? So yeah. like, uh, I mean, these are things that like, it, it's unfortunately is dying, Yoruba. Like, you know, I, I'm nervous to leave my children with only English. Mm. You know, like man, like we I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about progress. Yeah. Man, if 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 I someone who has an opportunity to like I should be someone who should be teaching Yoruba, right? Like talk yeah. less of, you know, raising children without it. You know, that's almost being a detractor. And no offense to anyone because I understand how difficult that is, right? But you know, I I think it is our responsibility. I if our culture dies, then I don't think we have much of, I don't think we have, uh, I don't think we have anything to reach for as far as, or much motivation to, to want to unify, you know? And really, if you think about it, sometimes I think about this deeply, like we're slightly our last chance and hope, like our, our maybe next couple, two, three generations is really going to dictate, you know, with the survival of, for example, Yoruba, really looks like <laughs> you know what i mean uh if we if we if we think about it it's not too many I, I don't know like can you think of any like four generation nigerian families in the united states or yeah, you're, you're or, talking about in america right because it's so, yeah it's yeah so that's what i'm talking about like in, or abroad that, like, no 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 abroad no right? we're talking about in the u.s right yeah yeah, yeah right so yeah, or even even in diaspora right like, even England, but like think about it in the US, right? Do you have nah, any they concentrated in England? 
I was gonna say that okay. England they have that on lock. Yeah, yeah. England did immigration a little bit differently from America, it, so that you yeah, do have all and these been around yeah. Facts, facts, facts. All right. So think about the states, though. Right? Like, do you know any any Nigerian family where, like, man, my my grandmother or my great grandmother was born in the U.S. My, my, you know, all the way down the chain. It's a different path, though, because think about when Nigerians across the board started emigrating to yeah. America. Comparing that to like Britain, it was no, much that, later. So that's my point exactly, right? So my point exactly is that we just started coming over to the United States and look at how much progress we've made in eliminating our culture, mm. right? Like even in the US now, I mean, even in Nigeria now, like, you know, if you have a decent side, decent education, you're not being taught Yoruba. You this know? is, I like where you're going. I like where you're going with this. I like where you're <laughs> going with this because especially with America, right? Like America is quite different I think in terms of how people are clustered it's also much larger but we can compare whether it's right or wrong to other communities that have come here not just other like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. immigrant communities but also other African communities especially like at this point you know depending on where in the world you are you probably know places with big Habisha communities Ethiopia Mm -hmm. Somali um, you know, Mali, Senegal, depending on just where in the world you are. I mean, country, I guess. You know, you've probably seen other communities and we can do a little bit of compare and contrast. Yeah. Now, again, I don't know as many West African communities. Uh, I've seen mm. some of the Sudanese communities, definitely seen some of the like Somali communities, some of the East African communities. And I know that I think in a lot of ways, like, it's weird because you have, to a certain extent, some of the things that you're talking about in terms of like people maybe not being as close to the language, to a certain mm-hmm. extent. I would say generally no, right? Like I, I would say I know plenty of people that know their native language, at least to a greater extent than I know my own, which is a, admittedly a very low bar. Mm. But there's also wanting to see their communities succeed, wanting to see their people make it, wanting to invest back into their people, not just like either people that came from the same place as they did, either like their native country directly or, Mm -hmm. you know, just whatever that diaspora looks like. You know, I think in a way that is, I don't know if it's different, but I've definitely heard, you know, people that are Sudanese, maybe Somali be like, oh yeah, you know, we're trying to get like y'all, the Nigerians. And I'm looking like, Mm -hmm you know, y'all are moving in a much, like, y'all are moving like a, you would, like, you know, it's like, and it's like, y'all will do it. That's, this is actually something that I worry about a lot. I worry that other African groups are going to find their footing, develop strong institutions, find a way to live here in America, even if they have like settlers rights, you know, know, even however you describe it, I don't know if it was settlers rights, I forgot, my bad, but like, they'll make it work. Like in mm-hmm. a way that we, I don't know if we've been able to in the same way. You know, I, like, see, so I can see why like an Ethiopian would say, I want to get like y'all, right? Because, you know, and, and I have to kind of represent, especially like the metropolitan areas, uh, East Coast, a lot of these, you know, like Houston and areas where the West African communities are large and charge and, you know, super, super flourishing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it feels like Nigerians kind of flourish in silos, right? Whereas like Ethiopians usually like when you see a place where there's a lot of Ethiopians, you know, a lot of Ethiopians or Somalians, you know, it's just something about that, that community where it's like, we almost assimilate more, you know, it's like we get, Mm. we get a lot of praise for like our swag and things. And really to me, how connected we, we can be, how, quickly we can assimilate to America and kind of have a nice little fusion. I think people really respect that and kind of envious of like our swag and things like that and what we do individually, but we don't do anything collectively. Right. And Mm. I think about that as like, why? And if you look at, or if you do research on like, what are the main motivators to invest into something in the most general sense, like why would anyone invest in a stock in a person or anything? It's usually two components. One, you have some connection to it. And two, it it shows you signs of winning. 
Right. I mean, those are the two things that you need. And I think there's more signs in Ethiopia of winning. Right. Like I, mm. I would more likely send some money home to some communities in Ethiopia and I'd be more nervous about where my money went if I sent it to some communities in Nigeria, unfortunately. All right. Can I say so, something about Yes, please. Um, I guess comparing our advancements, especially I think with like even like language and things like that to other communities. I honestly like I've thought about, but I honestly think like Nigerians are a little different in the sense where like even our parents when they came to this country, they spoke English. Yeah, like that's English true. is the national language in Nigeria. A lot of these Somalis, Ethiopians, their parents don't even speak English. It's like, by design. Their parents had to come here and learn English. It's easier for us to advance when, like, we have our parents came here with at least like a bachelor's degree. They all graduated from Unilag or whatever, right? Compared right, to someone Unilag. who's come here, compared to someone whose parents come here and they don't even have a high school degree, you know, and they have to start from like the bottom. Whereas our parents just oh. Some of their credits even transferred. They just have to take a couple classes to finish a degree. Or they just have to take a certification exam to, you know, become a pharmacist, become a nurse. So we already are a little, quote unquote, advanced or Ooh, we have a, a assimilated. Because yeah. nothing about that is advanced, yeah. right? Yeah, like, that's the word I was looking for. Like, knowing English don't mean you smart, all right? Like, yeah. none, none of these things. G going to a British unileg over, you know, another yeah. university don't necessarily mean you got a sharper education. But why is it, though, that especially the heavily populated Western, West African communities have to assimilate before they can even get here? Mm. To me, well, that's by that design that they know our power. But here's the thing. Is it that we had to or that, like, that's just the artifact of colonization? Like, I know we like to give white people a lot of credit. I'm not giving them that much credit for being able to see two, three hundred years into the future. Like, oh, yeah, these are the people that we have to target specifically. That's that's a lot for anybody. I, I couldn't disagree anymore. Couldn't disagree anymore. We can we could we could throw some things out. But go ahead. And then also <laughs> the question is, like, what makes the more smart? And like, you know, I guess forward thinking than the French or the or the Portuguese. Or the mm, French, I don't. Or the I don't, You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I just yeah. don't. That that's where I'm like, all right, let's hold on. Like, but Kabir, especially they because did like geographically, geographically, Britain's closer to us. Yeah, but they did it mm -hmm. everywhere though. Think about it, right? They didn't just do it in Africa, but they did it in the Americas, right? Like the French, the the uh, British, they were all fighting for the Americas also. All right. Yeah. So and then India and then this is a I actually like where you're going with this though, right? Because <laughs> you think about India. India is a place where even if you look at Indians in America, right? India was colonized by the British. Mm -hmm. People know how to speak English, but right, in a place like India, you end up learning, or even in an Indian American community, right? Well, maybe this is a good comparison, because I don't know how many Indian Americans know how to speak, whether it's Hindi or you know, Punjabi or Telugu, whatever it might be, depending on where in India you're from. Right, so maybe that's the better comparison. I think that is a better comparison. I do it's, have a lot yeah. of Asian friends, and honestly, it's I think it's a much um, comparative um, thing than to us because in their in their country as well, like English is very popular. So even though it's English is not their national language, they speak a lot of English, especially if you're in the big cities. Like you'll understand some sort of English. But I do um, agree with um, Kabir. I think that's a good comparison because I have friends who are um, who are Daisy who also don't really, they understand, most people will understand their language but don't really speak it unless they have parents who speak it at home with them or they've been maybe to India or Pakistan like every summer or something like that. So they kind of like really understand the culture more or like, you know. For sure. But I think, but I do think that their their parents, in my opinion at least, do a better um job of i don't know from what i've experienced like introducing their kids to the culture and really taking them home more regularly a lot of my desi friends that i know go home or go to um india or pakistan like every two years yeah i can say like my parents yeah. I, I mean unfortunately we didn't have the financials for that five kids no time to be taking us all home every summer every two summers you know yep and you know yeah. i think that the, the 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 small distinction that you made between Indians, right? Because you're talking about like juggernauts now, right? Like you're talking about 
trade hotbeds, you know, mm-hmm. like the, these type of countries. Um, the only difference is India didn't experience slavery the way, yeah. you know, the, the way West Africans did, you know, and continue to. <laughs> so, um, and, and so that's, I think that small distinction and that's, you know, that's, you know, really what we're faced with when you, when you kind of think about it like that. So, but no, in, 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 in all fairness, Kabir, I, I, I do feel like uh, Europeans were definitely more, they had more foresight as to their, their reason for travel and conquest, you know, than, you know, than, than Africans really saw at the time and really kind of just seeing the, <laughs> kind of seeing so the manifest. Couldn't, to take a page from your book, I, I don't think I could disagree more. I think what, yeah, I will, what I will give them credit, what I will give them credit for, and maybe mm-hmm. this is where the overlap comes. And I think that this is something that, again, you copy and paste it anywhere that got colonized, right? You see the artifact of white, the artifact of white supremacy in some way, right? Where you mm-hmm. view being lighter is better, you view being darker, right? India, mm-hmm. you see there's a whole caste system and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the desire to bleach skin, you know, South Africa had this whole apartheid structure, uh, you know, even in like Latin America, there's this whole concept of mejorar la raza, right? And like the lighter your kids are, the better off they are, right? And so this is something that like I buy this because it's universal. It's sort of across Europeans, wherever they colonize, white people are saying, okay, white is right. And so you sort of have this global conditioning, right? That that much I think is true. I also think that it's very powerful, right? I remember I was having a conversation, you know, with somebody here um, from South Africa. And like, you know, of course, you know, Africans talk about Africa, you get to the point of talking about just like how almost done in we've been, like in a way that almost feels just like very um, And right, one of the things that, you know, like we were sort of both able to recognize is that we have like this conditioning to not value ourselves. Right. Like, I think this is true of, of many places in the world, but, like, you mm-hmm. know, let's, we're, yeah. talking about Africa, we're talking about Nigeria. You take sort of a Nigerian with like a good heart that wants to do people comes up with some sort of great idea, some sort of great company. They're not going to be able to get play from anybody. But you put a white man with them and all of a sudden those doors that were closed get open. Right. And so I think uh, one of the things I'm constantly thinking about is what have been the psychological impacts on how we see each other right and it goes back to what you were saying in terms of like being able to to recognize just like like on a deep intellectual or even beyond intellectual level i'm black y'all all look at me as the bottom i'm going to ally with the people that are also considered the bottom because everybody's attacking us everywhere we go right that's actually a very in a lot of senses like that is a modern thing that is not how you know the people 400 500 years before us had to think but we have to think like that. Um, and again, it's difficult now because we haven't been, we've been conditioned to sort of think like, oh, mm-hmm. I've got to stay away from you if I want to be able exactly. to make it, right? I don't, you have nothing of value to offer me, right? Like, or just for being, like, I'm not going to respond to you. I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to give you the time of day until I think that you have something that is useful to me. Like there's yeah. no room for the collective in any of it. And so I think yeah. that's bit where, you know, zooming back in from like this macro, macro, macro to just like, how do we interact with like the people around us? How does that show up? Just really trying to like instill that idea at whatever level we can, you know, like value the people around you, value the people that came from the place that you came from. Yeah. Like that's a reflection of you in a lot of ways. Man, mm-hmm. so so you bring up, we have a hard time kind of valuing ourselves. You bring up that for you know for some reason it just seems like we are conditioned almost to separate and not better ourselves, right? These are all byproducts of oppression. Think about the types of people that you would consider this with, right? You think Africans, you think African-Americans, you think inmates, right? And all of these things, what, how it happens is by removing 
your ability to earn on your own and put you in a system where you have to wait hand and foot for a structure. The moment that you become a slave to that structure, you no longer see value in collective anything, right? Because it's everybody for themselves at that point, right? So, and, and you also know that this is not yours. You don't treat things that aren't yours the same way you treat them as yours. And we don't see that each other are our own. We are something, we are a part of something. The moment you remove that is the moment that we can't, you, you won't be able to get right. So Nigeria struggles from that, struggles from that right now is because we don't own anything. We don't own our oil. We don't own our land. We don't own anything. So it's just no structure in place that, that promotes collective progress at all. It's all crabs in a barrel type of attitude. And the point that I was making is this is all by design. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it, these, these coincidences and similarities are all kind of being are being held upheld by the same entities um yeah so anyway i definitely digress there i think uh we beat it you know we beat the drum as far as uh what it means to really invest in our communities but i think it's also important i want to kind of help us wrap up with talking about how we invest in ourselves and uh, in our pockets, really, or really our community's pockets, also. So, Fatima, you, uh, you put Kabir on the spot last time, so I'm gonna kick it over to you, and, and I want you to kind of tell us some of, uh, you know, maybe your best, your best tips and tricks for self investment, and maybe some of the things that you're looking forward to or working on. Um, I think the best investment in myself is just self improvement. That's the only way. Um, currently, I'm just trying to, you know, I think, I mean, I don't like talking about what I'm personally doing. I don't know. <laughs> you can keep, you I can think, generally personally. <laughs> I think, I think, I just think per, um, personally, what I'm trying to do is just being more um, present. That's one of the things I'm trying to do, being more present and aware of like my surroundings one thing I've always been criticized about is I just move through life mm. meaning even when people are talking and people are trying to engage with me I'm just there physically but I'm not really there mm. so um, I think trying to be a better person in that way that's one of the ways I'm trying to improve on myself there's also like you know spiritually trying to be a better um, person character wise all that, which I think is all intertwined, in my opinion. Mm. I never think, I know we talked about this before, I never think there's a separation between spiritual improvement and, like, you know, character development. I think all of that is together. Doing all that is what makes you a better person and a better Muslim. Mm. So that's how I'm trying to improve on myself. I think we're all work and progresses and just taking it one day at a time. I can dig it. I can dig it. What about physical? Do you, do you, are you a gym rat? Do you work out? Do you do I am for not physical fitness? I'm telling y'all right now, I am not a gym rat. I've always um, had some sort of like physical activity. So I've been in, in and out of my Zumba class for the past okay. like six years. So in Houston, we have a sisters only like um, um, dance fitness classes that we go to. That's tough. I'm still, I still be paying my dues, so obviously be hurting my pockets. So I go. Nah, you gotta make that money work for you. You can't just go. Mm -hmm. I know, right? So I go. Um, I think I am um, into physical activity in that sense. I try to have some sort of like healthy thing I do. I don't like going like a week or two without like doing at least one activity. But I'm not a gym rat. I don't go to the gym every day. I'm no, no. I wish I was. I love it. I mean, that's some balance there. I think I'm a I'm all about like fun ways to get some physical fitness in. So Zumba would definitely be more up my alley than you know Platinum Fitness or something <laughs> like that. So I can dig it. Zumba. Yeah, we do Zumba kickboxing. Yeah, you got you got to you got to talk to you got to plug your uh, Zumba folks. So you you know your folks in Houston. Yes, I'm sure we we got a lot of sisters that would love to hear that. 
Yes, we have ADF. It's called Acapella Dance Fitness. We have kickboxing, Zumba, Bollywood Shake. What? We have this belly dancing class. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Oh, okay. So definitely, I would say check it out. Hey man, we're about to start start getting some sponsors. <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. I we can't we can't do this for free. I feel it. I feel it. Hey, you know, you know, you do you do a little bit of work, you know, pro bono. You do a little bit of work. Uh, <laughs> Visibility we'll live, you know? <laughs> and then you know it goes from there. So okay, all right, Kabir, you you up or you want me to go first? I usually dictate, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you. Uh, oh choose. word, man, damn, you're giving me too much power. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, investing. I, I agree with Fatima. You know, the best way to talking about community. I don't have money to really move anything that is not my. I feel about you know our ability to form a community, the psychological you know, of the black person. It's about so much when you means. Um, so part of that, you know what I'm saying, is self to supply your wealth. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like the working mm-hmm. your where that money for others. Uh, yeah. that's a I'm a big believer in that. Just even small steps, just taking whatever you can, you know, holding off as much of your money you can, put in it. Especially when you're young, put investment vehicles, you know. Mm-hmm. Now we can take the most volatility. We're not here, you know. You can put come on, come on, break, money, you know what I mean? Break us, da- break us down you're a little really bit, working. right? You're the one that's really getting money. You know. Just suggest- nah, nah, I was just suggesting I'm just the one really working for the money, right? Like, we all breaking even, so it's just about how much how much you putting in. Um, you no, know, I mean, save as, save as much as you can. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to benefit you. Things come. Your value grows over time because of you know, traditional uh, and P500 will give you like 10% year. That's pretty good. And picking stocks, go ahead and do it. So if you want to be risky, you can start getting it. You know, things, the startups, the uh, blockchain, mm-hmm. the cryptocurrencies, all can yield different. Just like at a I mean, like, I'm really grateful early. I'm just going to make sure you start invest, investing. You might not have money now. It's just about building, building that muscle. And, of course, they get care. I've been on super high fitness kick, like, the last couple months. Okay. You know, I got a little. You can just swallow along. I was never a big. I don't know about swallow up. I'm, not, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so a small. I'm a small <laughs> boy. I'm a poor boy. Uh, uh, sister, oh, are you running? here? Are you listening? <laughs> Hey. He's not ready for the sisters yet. Stop. <laughs> I'm absolutely. Stop. I, I got even that, you know. I'm I'm gonna do it how. Um, players do it. Um, <laughs> and you know, about everything. You might, you know. Hey, I hear that. Um, do it better than me. All There's right. So much running. It's definitely been like. Uh, as well, just something like, like just doing a lot and exercise, like, so I feel better. I, mm. you know what I mean. So just list it, you know, to be my best self for others. Uh, okay, I'm, now I'm about to I'm about to ask you two two questions to to get a little specific there, right? All right. So number one, you talked about investing, uh, kind of financially. What would you say is your top investment? that you either are investing in now or aspire to that you hope will be there or will, will pan out for you 40 years from now? Years. So I would love that out the best 40 years I have made up. Uh, okay. I love it. Uh, I got some 400 bucks in quality. That company, Quantum Skate. Um, you know they've That's it. had a big, like a deal with them for their. Uh, gotcha. People that came out of you, know, uh, 
that goes on here, I think, like, of one of the guys, like, you know, um, so that's just, okay, I know who people are kind of, or I know who they're, I know the technology is supposed to do big things, hasn't, since I got it, uh-huh. thinking about right now, about the they put this revolution technology in Christ and get them really to not what it look like in and uh, you know personally even though I think some analyst somewhere they the Morgans uh-huh. was like you know we don't think um I've been hearing that a while hear it because I'm that's just how I'm going um <laughs> of course it. you know well got a look Ethereum Cardinal, you know. So I'm just taking okay. risks. I'm young, I can afford that, you know. Scare money don't I love work. it. I love it. All right. And before I go, uh you you're in school, you're busy. What is one technique that you use to get your, your workouts in? Whether it's like, you know, like how you how you go for your runs or anything like that. But give us a good technique that you use to make sure that you've been able to focus on this. Honestly, I'm still searching for good techniques. So that's the time management. I've got I've gotten but just like actually about everything. I'm still uh, not the best. Like there are some calendars, so yeah. I don't have routine. Gotcha. If I'm waking up not today and something the first thing that I do. Just bookending part of the day, you, you know, just outside of like that work. It worked really well for me. It's being really consistent. I can also be flexible like that on my schedule. And more commitments, it would do. Yeah, yeah, but you know, we. I feel like I've always, I've always learned in life, or just kind of learned the lesson of. Uh, I'm going to fill up my time regardless. That's just the nature of who I am. So it's just mm-hmm. about what I fill up my time and how I prioritize that that's going to yield my result. So that's a nice segue into kind of my uh, my my uh, investment tips or my investment uh, thoughts anyway, which is I think for me the most important or like the key to any investment in my life is intention. Um like I noticed that, and, and sometimes we call it like your why or anything like that. But I noticed that like if I am if I am charged by something that I truly believe in, the activity becomes easy. For example, mm-hmm. I am not uh, much of a workout guy at all. I find being in a gym, doing curls, looking in the mirror to be boring. Like you know, some people like the release. I just am bored out of my mind doing the same type of repetitive uh, thing. And I, as much as I've always tried to, you know, say, oh, I do want to be healthy and have a nice body, but I'm not that motivated. Like, truly at the core, it doesn't, it doesn't wake me up in the morning. All right. Mm-hmm. Like, but what does is being a competitor. So I love, I, I learned that flag football was just something that I could like, immerse myself into all right because i love competing i find it to be fun to do that so i'm motivated to you know stay in shape so i can compete at a high level and uh and obviously it then kind of you know has other you know benefits to it right like health and fitness and all the things that i want so pro tip is find something that you like to do that's active if you want to be physically uh you know if you want to focus on yourself physically Find something that you find to be fun and immerse yourself into it. It'll you create the goal. You 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 know, you'll create your own intentions and your goals and what you want to accomplish. And that will likely carry you through more than, you know, I'm trying to get down ten pounds because I I, my, I I wrestled a long time, so weight is like super figurative to me. Like I could weigh one thing today and in three hours weigh something completely different. So uh, I can't stay motivated by weight, you know. Um, but that's that's my uh, physical one. Uh, in terms of 
uh, investing, again, it all starts with intention. Um, I find that the more I want to make money for reasons that align with my spiritual goals, the the more likely that the result will be in my favor. Now, when I say the result in my favor, does that mean I'll make more money? Not necessarily, right? Uh, but I do, I do believe that it provides me with wealth and comfort, and that's really what I want. So, why do I say that? Because having the intention in mind of wealth, comfort, ability to do X, Y, and Z that aligns with your spirit, now I can pray for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel comfortable praying for money. It just doesn't feel right, you know? Um, but I do feel comfortable praying for the ability to help my mom and dad, you know? So, and and for those things you need, you know, you need money for. So I, I, I do the same thing with investing in the stocks, right? Like uh, when I, when I put some, if I put any money into a stock, right? Like, let me stop real quick and make sure this is aligned with me spiritually. And those seem to work out uh, most of the time. And the ones that don't, I still have faith in them because I, I did it for the right reasons. Um, so to be more specific, uh, for example, uh, Ethereum is definitely uh, a, a, something that I believe in. I hope that 40 years from now, it'll be around. And one of the reasons I think that blockchain technology to bring this off full circle, I think blockchain technology can be used to unify a currency that's legitimate in Africa and, and, and subsequently down the line help to unify the entire country. All right. But like the things that I try to get into, especially if I'm gonna put a lot of money or my time into it, it got to be those lengthy, big type of goals that I'll likely die before I accomplish for me to really feel that I'll get any fruit from it. And if I don't make any money on it, that entire time that I've spent, you know, with my with my intention the right way, the fruit from that is even more important than the result, you know, later. Um, so that's kind of the name of the game for me is when it comes to investment, you put your intention in the right way and have that aligned with, you know, with the things that matter to you the most and it'll work out some way or another. Drop the mic. Wow. Mm. Honestly, that's a great place. You know, I, I resonate <laughs> with every she said. I can't add anything onto that. Right? I'm, you're the one with the guap. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But uh, nah, man, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I enjoy spending our time together. I feel like every time we get together, not only do we learn, I hope that our listeners kind of get that same vibe love education all of that and we will continue to work on ways that we can get more feedback because i think uh that's that's really the next next step for us as as uh as podcast hosts and, and you know moving on into maybe this season the end of this season or next season continue to find ways to really engage our audience i really want to know you know what 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 the folks out there are listening are thinking and you know how they can kind of contribute to our community i think uh Collectively, the more we do these things, the more we'll find some of the solutions to the problems we all know about. Mm. But no, that's right. We're gonna got... fix Africa on this podcast. You heard it here first, man. Who are you telling? Who are you tell? Man, I'd be lying to you if if when when I first heard about this podcast, I didn't go, hmm, this is all part of the agenda. <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I told wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. What you done? I'm not. Like, like the, the, the sinister plan? Africa. Man. Okay, you, so the counter agenda to the agenda. Intention. There's a man. lot of agendas out here. Everybody. Intention. Intention. <laughs> man, like, you know, we just talked about how, how, how forward thinking these Europeans are, man. If we don't get on that level, you know. Mm. No, I agree 100%. <laughs> All right, so what? Let's you know if if you guys are all cool with it. I think uh, we did well today. We can sign off. Uh, yes, sir. I, I'm I'm gonna give that give that permission to you, Fatima. Can we do that tonight? Oh yeah, fine. I think we're <laughs> right. 
you know, Mina's not here, so you know, you gotta hold it down. <laughs> Absolutely. But another great one, guys, signing off is yours truly, Abdurrahman. Fatima. And Kabir, y'all. Another one. We need like air horns on this one. For real. Next episode. Have a great night. Salam Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Muslims on the Move, an audio experience. Brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of APC. Let us know what you think about this episode. Share this episode with a friend so they can also benefit. Follow us on Instagram at Advanced Platform and subscribe to our mailing list by visiting APC's website at apc.ncnmo.org. Thanks for listening. Assalamu alaikum.